ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه امن يجيب المضطر اذا دعاه ويكشف السوء ويجعلكم خلفاء الارض ائلهم مع الله قليلا ما تذكرون الله سبحانه وتعالى explains to the believers and reveals to them one of the greatest weapons they have on this earth and it is something the believer should never belittle and it makes the believers feel that they can always have victory irrespective of their circumstances and their conditions a gift that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given mankind and a gift that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preferred the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with more than anyone else when we look at the affairs of the believers today in palestine we have hope that the victory of allah jalla wa ala will come because we know the promise of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true but there are different means and different avenues and different paths that every muslim has to take and there is a part a weapon that allah jalla wa ala has given every believer that he should not let go of and this is the weapon of dua it is obligatory upon the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and more specifically with regards to the affairs that are taking place in palestine as the ulama of islam they say it is obligatory upon the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to help the cause the palestinian cause in every possible way and one of the means that no one has an excuse to leave is addua no matter what your financial capabilities are no matter where you are situated or located on this earth no matter what your health and your condition is every single person in this ummah has the ability to make dua so the khutbah today will be about making dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we begin with the verse that was mentioned allah jalla wa ala said amman yujibu almuttar idha da'a that who is the one who responds to the one in need when he calls to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa yakshifu as-su' and he is the one who removes the hardship that he is going through wa yaj'alukum khulafa al-ard and he is the one that makes you successes on this earth a'ilahum ma'allah is there any deity that deserves to be worshiped with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
It is little that you remember. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this powerful verse, He is telling mankind, and more specifically, more specifically the believers, that those who are in need, if they make dua to Allah, number one, Allah jalla wa'ala will respond to their dua. Number two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the calamities and the hardship that they are going through. And number three, Allah Jalla wa'ala will make you successes on this earth, which will mean Allah Jalla wa'ala would allow you to overcome your enemies. And Allah Jalla wa'ala would allow you to conquer this earth. This is from the powers of dua, because victory can only come if Allah decrees for it to come. And if Allah Jalla wa'ala does not decree victory, then the Muslims could be the most powerful force on this earth. But Allah Jalla wa'ala will not give them victory. And if Allah Jalla wa'ala decrees victory for them, then they could be the smallest party and the weakest party on this earth. But Allah Jalla wa'ala would raise them and give them victory. As he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, كَم مِّن فِئَةٍ قَلِيلَةٍ غَلَبَتْ فِئَةً كَثِيرَةً بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ The how many times have we found such a small group, a small party, overcoming the larger parties by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we remember these words of Allah Jalla wa'ala. أَمَّا يُجِيبُ الْمُطَّرَّ إِذَا دَعَى who is the one who responds to the caller when he calls? And he removes all of the harm. And he will make you successors and leaders and conquerors of this earth. Does anyone deserve to be worshipped with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It is little that you remember. We also find the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his Qur'an. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي If my slave, he asks about me. If my slave, he asks about me. فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I am close. I am close. If my slave asks about me, I am close. أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ I respond to the caller when he calls. فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ So respond to Allah. Respond to Allah. Make dua to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believe in Allah so that you may be successful. And he says subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ And your Lord, he says, Make dua to me and I will respond to you. A promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make dua to me and I will respond to you. And we find in the hadith in the Sahihain, which is the hadith Qudsi, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah jalla wa ala said, Ana inda dhanni abdi bi. I am just as my slave thinks of me. I am just as my slave thinks of me. وَأَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا ذَكَرَنِي And I am with him when he remembers me. The ulama of hadith, when they commented on this narration, they said, what does it, what does it mean? I am with my, I am as my slave thinks of me. If we think Allah Jalla wa'ala will respond to our du'as, he will respond to it. And if we think Allah Jalla wa'ala will not respond to it, he will not respond to it. If we think Allah will give us victory, he will give us victory. And if we think and believe that he will help us, then he will help us. But if we lose hope and we do not believe that he will give us victory, then he will not give us victory, subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am just as my slave, he thinks of me. And we look into the kitab of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the mercy of Allah, jalla wa ala, he mentions so many different examples in his Quran for different situations when his help came to the believers, whether it was to do with illnesses, 
or it was to do with wealth, or it was to do with jihad. Whatever the case, Allah Jalla wa Ala has mentioned so many examples in His Kitab. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned so many examples in the Sunnah to show the believers the power of Dua. Because the Dua is the weapon of the believer. We find, for example, the story of Ayyub Alayhi Salam in the Quran. A beloved servant and Prophet of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Someone who was a devout worshipper would worship Allah day and night. Someone Allah chose to call the people to La ilaha illallah. And the severe trial and the severe test that Allah Jalla wa'ala put him through. All of his wealth was taken away from him. All of his children had passed away before him. His health had deteriorated to such an extent that the ulama they mentioned, things were growing out of his skin. So the people thought he had such a contagious disease, they banished him from the land and they boycotted him. He was hurt and he was harmed and affected in every possible way a human being can be affected. You have no children, all of your children have been taken away. Your wealth has been taken away. Your health has been taken away. You have been expelled from the land. You have been boycotted. You are now living in poverty. You have reached the peak of hardship in this earth and calamities. And then what does Allah Jalla wa'ala mention to us in the Quran? He said, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ an Ayyub, when he called to his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ I have been afflicted with harm, and you are the most merciful of those who show mercy. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ So we responded to him. And Allah Jalla wa'ala used the letter fa. He said, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ Which means, immediately after he made the dua, we responded to him. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ We responded to him. فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرْ And we removed all of the hardships that he had. وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ And we gave him back his family and we doubled them in number. Some of the Mufassirin, they said, Allah Jalla wa Ala brought his children back to life again. And he gave him twice the amount that he had before. And other scholars say Allah Jalla wa'ala gave him just twice the amount that he had before. And they were new children that Allah Jalla wa'ala gave him. Rahmatan minna, rahmatan min indina wa dhikra lil abideen. This is a mercy from ourselves, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. And a reminder to the worshippers. The worshipper cannot lose hope in Allah Jalla wa'ala. Have the ummah been harmed? Yes. Have the ummah been afflicted? Yes. So Allah Jalla wa'ala gives us examples in the Quran of harm and affliction. And how he was the one to remove and alleviate his slaves from this. It was even reported in the Sahih that Ayyub السلام, was having a ghusl, he was having a bath. Then Allah Jalla wa'ala, this decree that locusts will fall from the sky. But they were not just any locusts. They were locusts made out of gold. Out of gold. So Ayyub السلام, began to gather them because it's wealth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Ayyub, Oh Ayyub, haven't I given you enough? So Ayyub alayhi salam, he said, Oh Allah, who can have enough of your mercy? Who can have enough of your mercy? And the hadith is in the Sahihain. This is how Allah Jalla wa'ala provided for him because of the sincere dua he made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We look in the Quran at the story of Yunus alayhi salam. And then noon, Yunus alayhi salam. When he was angry with his people because they were not believing in Allah Jalla wa'ala. So he left them. Believing that he would not be punished for doing this. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ أَلَّا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتِ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ that when he went away from his people, thinking that he would not be punished by Allah Jalla wa'ala, Allah decreed that a whale would swallow him. So he would be in the belly of the whale. So he is trapped in darkness. He is trapped in a prison that he cannot come out of. He is trapped and there is nothing that he can do. He cannot turn against the whale. He cannot do anything to get out. He feels helpless. He knows that there is nowhere for him to go. Everything has become so hard for him, so narrow for him. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. He cannot see light as Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions. It was the darkness of the stomach of the whale, in the darkness of the sea, under the darkness of the night. Where is the hope for Yunus alayhi salam? But he said, La ilaha illa ant, subhanaka inni kuntu dhalimeen. None has the right to be worshipped except for you. Glory be to you. Indeed, I was from the oppressors. Turning to Allah with dua, turning to Allah with salah, turning to Allah with tasbih, glorification and magnification. So he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, fastajabna lahu, immediately we, res we responded to him. وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمْ And we saved him from this distress. وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Look how he concluded the verse, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is how we save the believers. This isn't specific to Yunus alayhi salam. This is how we save the believers. When the believers go into darkness, when they go into places that they don't know how they can come out of it, when they don't know where the mercy is going to come from, when they don't know where the victory is going to come from, Allah said, this is how we save the believers. When Yunus salam knew the only hope he had was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla wa ala responded to him immediately. And we also find in the Quran, he says subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding the story of Yunus alayhi salam. وَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُسَبِّحِينَ لَلَبِثَ فِي بَطْنِهِ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ يُبْعَثُونَ If he did not make tasbih of Allah, if he did not pray salah and glorify Allah and magnify Allah, he would have remained in the belly of the whale until the day he was resurrected. Until the day he was resurrected. So it's not just about hoping for the mercy of Allah Jalla wa'ala. It is about carrying the actions that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Performing the salah, giving the charity, making dua, having good thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing the righteous deeds, taking the means. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the way. Because if Yunus alayhi salam, even though he was a prophet of Allah, if he did not praise and glorify Allah when he was in that state, he would have remained there until the day he was resurrected. We look at another story in the kitab of Allah Jalla wa'ala, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the story of Ya'qub alayhi salam. He lost his son Yusuf alayhi salam. And he lost his other son. What did he do? He couldn't go to anyone. He was crying so much from this pain, he became blind. Trials after trials for a prophet from the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said, Qala innama ashku bathi wa huzni ilallah wa a'lamu min Allahi ma la ta'lamun. He said, I complain only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of my worries and my speech and my sorrow. Only to Allah because I know from Allah Jalla wa'ala that which you do not know. What did he know about Allah? He knew that Allah Jalla wa'ala would protect him. And he knew Allah would protect the believers. And he knew Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would fulfill his promise that he would take care of his children. 
So he had this certainty, this conviction. And Allah Jalla wa'ala returned his children back to him in a better state than when they went. Yusuf came back as a prophet of Allah. Yusuf came back as the minister of the land, of the treasury, honoring his parents. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfills his promises. We look to the story of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When the Muslimin were few, just over 300 believers, 300 believers, they weren't extremely trained and well equipped for jihad. They weren't that strong when it came to fighting the enemies. They had never even worked as a group together before in fighting the enemies. At the time of Badr, when the disbelievers were over a thousand men, and the believers had over 300, approximately 318 or more or less. And the Prophet wasallam, in the night of the battle, before the battle, he raised his hands to the sky, weeping and begging Allah Jalla wa'ala for victory. As the scholars of Sirah, they said, unto his cloak, it fell off his back. And he was making dua to Allah, complaining of the affairs, their weakness. He said, oh Allah, we are only few in number. Oh Allah, these are the only people on this earth today that are worshipping you. If they are killed, who is going to worship you after them? And he was asking Allah Jalla wa'ala for victory. Until Abu Bakr radiallahu came into the tent of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he lifted his cloak and he put it on his back. And he said, enough, O Messenger of Allah. You have made dua, the victory will come, the certainty that the Sahaba they had. And when he came out of his tent, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the Mufassireen or the scholars of Sirah, the Mu'arrikheen, they said, he was looking at the sky from right to left. And he was smiling at his companions, smiling at the sky. They are just about to go into battle. And the Sahaba, they said, O Messenger of Allah, what makes you smile? Why are you smiling? He said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, by Allah, by Allah, I have just seen Jibreel alayhi salam sit on his horse, his war horse. And behind him are thousands of angels ready to give victory to the believers, the worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the promise of Allah jalla wa ala. And the root of this was iman and dua. That when the iman was there and it was strong and it was not shaking and the dua was made to Allah jalla wa ala. And the trials they came and they became severe. As we find in some of the battles, وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرِ وَتَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ الظُّنُونَ هُنَالِكَ ابْتُلِيَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَزُلْزِلُوا زِلْزَالًا شَدِيدًا That when the hearts, they reach the throats, it becomes so difficult for the believers. The hearts, they reach the throats. We see our brothers and sisters dying. We see our children dying. We see our parents dying. The, the, the hearts reach the throat. And then people start to have negative thoughts of Allah Jalla wa ala. This is where the believers will be tested. And this is when they have their shaking, where they will shake. Their iman will rock. They will start to doubt. But Allah Jalla wa ala has promised victory. He said, That indeed the victory of Allah Jalla wa ala is close. This is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do the people think they will just be left alone to say we believe in Allah and they will not be tested? We have tested those who came before them. 
فليعلمن الله الذين صدقوا وليعلمن الكاذبين so Allah Jalla wa ala knows who are truthful and who are the liars this is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah tests the believing people with all sorts of calamities and all sorts of afflictions to see are they going to stay firm on la ilaha illallah and when they remain firm on la ilaha illallah the mercy comes from the sky and the victory comes for the believers aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'ir almuslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim alhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd when we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are a number of conditions the ulama they mention. And time does not permit for us to go through them all now. But one of the important points I will mention, inshaAllah ta'ala, is mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ الرَّجُلُ He mentioned a man sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يُطِيلُ السَّفَرُ He prolonged his journey. أَشْعَثُ أَغْبَرُ He was disheveled. His hair was messy. He had dirt on his body. يَمُدُّ يَدَيْهِ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ He was raising his hands to the sky. يَا رَبْ يَا رَبْ He was saying, Oh my Lord, Oh my Lord. This person was traveling. And the Prophet ﷺ said that traveling is a sign, is one of the times that dua is emphasized, that Allah will accept it because you are leaving your homeland. You are feeling that you are away from your people and your family. So he was traveling. He showed signs of need on his body, his hair, his clothes. He raised his hands, also from the etiquette of dua. He called Allah by his names, Ya Rab, Ya Rab. So you would think that his dua would be accepted. But the Prophet wasallam said, وَمَطْعَمُهُ حَرَامٌ His food was haram. وَمَشْرَبُهُ حَرَامٌ His drink was haram. وَمَلْبَسُهُ حَرَامٌ His clothes were haram. وَغُذِيَ بِالْحَرَامٌ His sustenance was haram. فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ لِذَلِكَ How would his dua be accepted? How would his dua be accepted? When his food was haram, his drink was haram, his clothes were haram, his sustenance was haram. So when we make dua to Allah Jalla wa'ala, what do we need to do? We need to ensure that we are worshipping Allah the way he deserves to be worshipped. We are not engaging in haram. We are not disobeying him. We are not committing sins. We are not earning wealth through interest and haram means. But we are worshipping him the way he deserves to be worshipped and this will strengthen our dua. And then we will see the fruits. Then we will see the response. Then we will see the victory. And the Prophet said, That make dua to Allah while you are certain that he will respond. So you have to purify, we have to purify ourselves. And we have to make dua. We have to increase in our ibadah and we have to make dua. One of the scholars of Islam, he mentioned regarding the incidents that are taking place today from Gaza. He said, the problem with the Muslim ummah is that they think raising their hands once is sufficient. That raising their hands once in the night prayer is sufficient. That making the qunut in salah once is sufficient. He said, this is not what we want from you, O believers. But what we want from you is to change your entire lives and make your lives ibadah. And if you make your lives ibadah, then every time you raise your hands, you will see the answer. And this is what they are telling us. When they are the ones who are going through this great trial, and they have said so many times to the believers, 
They said, by Allah, we do not know why you are feeling sorry for us. Because we are the ones who are feeling sorry for you. Because Allah Jalla has not given you the reward of jihad. And he has not given you the reward of ribat. And he has not given you shahada. And he has not given you these tests and trials to raise your status. So he, they are telling us the clear message. Turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with ibadah. And look for the times that dua will be accepted. From them the last third of the night. The last hour of Jum'ah. When you are in sajda. Before you say the taslim. In the farad prayer before. After ruku. In the five farad prayers. The times that Allah Jalla wa'ala has prescribed for us to make dua. Make dua at these points. And do not just make it once or twice. Make it every day. Continuously throughout the day. Beg Allah Jalla wa'ala. There is a hadith. Inna Allah ta'ala yuhibbul mulheen. Allah loves those who beg and beg and beg. He wants us to turn to him like this subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wants us to beg him for dua. He wants us to beg him for victory. And as we have witnessed in history, this is the sunnah of Allah Jalla wa'ala. We have seen the disbelieving lands. They have enjoyed their time on top. And the believers, their lands have, have gone down. And their properties have gone down. And their means have gone down in the last century or so. And this is the sunnah of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Because he says, وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ these are the days that we alternate between man. So Islam will come on top and then it will start to go down. But when it goes down, it will start to come up again. And this belief will go up and then it will start to go down. And this is the time that we are seeing the shift in this world. That this belief has reached its peak. And Islam also reached its peak on the other side. And now they are changing. And it is a time for the victory for the believers to come. Insha'Allah ta'ala.